Welcome to New Dentists on the Block, a podcast featuring new dentists sharing their experiences in the world of dentistry, successes, challenges, and life in between, navigating dentistry together one experience at a time. On today's episode, I have more words of wisdom from a seasoned dentist. Dr. Craig Armstrong and I had the opportunity to reconnect at the Texas Dental Association meeting in San Antonio, Texas. Dr. Craig Armstrong is the current 15th District American Dental Association trustee representing Texas dentists on the ADA Board of Trustees. He has held many leadership positions with the ADA and the Texas Dental Association. He currently serves as chairperson of the ADA Foundation, most recently served as a founding member of the ADA Science and Research Institute, and he has served as a chairperson for the Council on Governmental Affairs for the ADA. Since 2002, he has been a delegate or alternate delegate to the ADA House of Delegates, serving as a chair of a reference committee in 2015. He has held the position of president for the Texas Dental Association, the Greater Houston Dental Society, and the Texas Academy of General Dentistry, having been awarded the TAGD Dentist of the Year Award in 2015. Dr. Armstrong, a general dentist, lives in Houston, Texas with his lovely wife, Lana, and in their spare time, he and Lana enjoy traveling, searching out the best restaurants, and spending time with their grandchildren that live in Chicago, Illinois, and Austin, Texas. I learned so much about Dr. Armstrong during our conversation and about his practice transition with a new dentist who came out of school. I hope that you will learn and find some pearls in our conversation. Let's get to it. Craig Armstrong, welcome to New Dentist on the Block. How are you you. doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to connect with you live and in person here at the TDA meeting. And I know it's been a while since everyone has been here and in the flesh, but how are you feeling about Uh, this week? You know, it's been amazing so far. It's been a great day. I started with the morning run around the uh, Riverwalk. And that kind of got me set for a, a great day. And it's good catching up with you. We haven't seen each other very much. In a while, yeah. yeah, yeah since yeah. we're out in El Paso. Which, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been a, it's been a few um, months, but we loved having you. And uh, it, it's so wonderful to be here and see everyone that I don't get to see on a regular basis. I definitely miss uh, that time, you know, in Houston when we could see everyone a little bit absolutely. more frequently. Well, you're still one of my uh, my favorite superstars from ASDA, from uh, UTSD. So, well, you know, thank you. Yeah. And uh, UTSD has produced quite a few superstars, absolutely. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Craig, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a general dentist from Houston. Um, been in practice about 34 years. Um, recently sold my practice to a, a UTSD graduate, uh, Dr. Glennis Katzmark. And um, I think for your listeners, I think she's got a great story that I'd like to share with you guys. Um, yes. Yeah. P- yeah. Please tell us a, a little bit more about that story. Yeah. Well, so Glennis and I actually met when she was a first-year dental student, and my wife, Lana, and I were actually doing a volunteer event down at the George R. Brown Convention Center screening kids for the Affordable Care Act. And we were in the parking lot, and we ran into this young lady who was setting up her you know, stuff to her booth. And so we got to talking, and it turned out she was part of the group that I was there with. So we ended up started, you know, screening patients and stuff that day. And I kind of forgot about her a little bit, but I, I kind of kept my eye on her throughout school. And, you know, she's a superstar anyway, it and is, she, yes. she's so involved with everything. And my, one of my passions is advocacy, and that turned out to be one of her passions. And so I kind of saw her going through UTSD, and she did the Advocacy, advocacy Academy and so forth, which I know you're familiar yeah. with. And so when it became, when it came time for her to graduate, I said, you know, this is probably somebody that would be a great fit to work in my office as an associate. 
Absolutely. Glennis uh, was a powerhouse at UTSD. Absolutely. She's and amazing. I, I would say that one of the reasons that I became passionate about advocacy were her efforts and John Vogel's efforts, but also seeing all the support that we had from community dentists. You, all, you know, you all go, coming in and really stressing the importance on advocacy in the profession. Absolutely. And, and I know I'm a little biased because I am from Houston, but I think the <laughs> Houston dentists do play a big role at, at the school and encouraging our young future dentists to become involved and advocate for the profession. And Glennis certainly has done that. But I think the part of her story that really resonates with me is, is, you know, she became an associate and quite quickly into her first year as an associate, she became pregnant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not the ideal situation necessarily, but she made it work. And, you know, so she comes in, she's an associate, she's just getting her feet wet. She gets pregnant, takes some time off to, to spend with her child. And her husband, very supportive, which I think it's great to have a partner that's actually supportive of you. And um, so then she came back and, and started, you know, working as an associate again. And it was great. And then, you know, I started thinking, you know, what what do I want for the future for, for this person? And I mm-hmm. said, this is going to be the person that's going to buy my practice. And so we started talking that. about it. And, you know, the thing that was really amazing to me was for someone as young as she was and really not that experienced. She wasn't scared of anything. She was ready to go. She was, she wanted some mentorship, but she had the tools already to make, to be successful. So we, she worked for me for a couple of years and then we talked about buying a practice. Mm-hmm. And so we, we kind of situated it or, or positioned it where she was going to buy half the practice. We were going to work together as partners. And then two and a half years later, we'd buy the, she'd buy the second half. Well, unfortunately, she bought the first half right before COVID, which was not a great time. Yeah. I mean, as you know, we, we all of us had challenges during COVID, but she made it work. She went on to have a second child. And the, the thing about Glennis that I think is, is remarkable is, is her story is many people would tell her that she couldn't do something mm-hmm. because she's, she's a new mom. She's got these responsibilities of a new practice and so forth. And she proved them all wrong. I mean, she has been a rock star when it comes to making things work. She's got a busy practice now. She owns the practice completely. I work for her. All right. And uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm happy to say that she's a good boss. All right. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's it's been a great experience. And I I've often said to to people at the ADA, you know, you really need to do a story or or anything on her because she really is. I think an example to a lot of dentists out there that don't think they can have it all. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. like I said, she's got two children. She's president of the Houston Academy of General Dentistry. Mm-hmm. She's um, on the DenPAC board right now at the state level, and she's running a busy, busy practice. So, to me, that's a success story that I think that needs to get out there. So I'm really, um, I'm really proud of where she's at. I'm proud of the example she sets for others, because I think that a, a lot of times there are. Um, there, there are a lot more people telling you you can't do something Mm -hmm. and to see someone actually making a go of it and being successful. I think that encourages other people to do it. Oh, absolutely. And I, I have a few thoughts here, but you know, the, the first thing I want to touch on is you as a, a more seasoned dentist, how did you feel ready to let that go and to bring a new denizen. I, I would say that maybe those who are more seasoned may be a little bit more reluctant. Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I think that, you know, I, I like the term more seasoned dentist because, you know, that, that's a better name for it than some of the others I've heard us being called. But um, it's good that that um, that you use that term. But I think that 
for me personally, I remember back when I was a new dentist. And one of the things that I felt like for me personally was that there weren't very many opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so I was the, the, the new guy that came in and the doc wanted to, everybody, all the patients wanted to see the old doctor and not me. So I'm very mm -hmm. sympathetic to those kind of things. So I think it made me be, a better able to adjust to being an employee, first of all, but to be able to let go of the practice, I think you've got to be ready. For one, you've got to be ready um, financially, but you've also got to be ready emotionally because I basically, when, we, when I sold half the practice, I let her have some experience in running the practice, even though I was part owner, because I, I knew that she was going to buy the second half. Mm -hmm. And for her, she has to make it her own. Right. And that involves some failure. I mean, yeah. we're going to try things. She has ideas that she'll admittedly, uh, readily admit that, weren't successful. But I had to, you know, kind of pull back on trying to to help her there because I think that failures are your your best teacher, right? Mm -hmm. We learn Absolutely. more from our failures than we do our successes. And she's no exception. Now, do I have any doubt that she's going to be successful? No. But sometimes, um, you know, I, I see that the, the older doctor or the more seasoned doctor can be an obstacle for, to that success. So there'll probably be, be a time coming that she'll want me to, to leave so she can, you know, bridge the gap to the next phase of her practice. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for that. Mm -hmm. But I think it just takes um, the, the seasoned doctor being, you know, really being honest mm -hmm. with themselves because I think a lot of docs, when they sell, they're not ready to sell. They think they are. Right. And that's when it leads to problems. And that wasn't my case. I was ready. I, I had the right person. Yeah. I had the right connection. And I think it's all about relationships. And that's, I mean, that's what everything is about, I think, in, in life is about relationships. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it's so key for our listeners who are, are listening to you know, it likely is new dentist, but to reach out to those who are involved in your dental school to, if you're looking to buy a practice, um, to find that mentorship and to find somebody who's ready to help mold you. And I, I want to say that when I found out that y'all were partnering together, I, I thought that that just was the perfect match. I mean, who better to put two wow. people together? Well, thank you for saying two, that. Two powerhouses there, wow. in my opinion. Um, my other thought was just, you know, what a huge life change for Glennis. This is now going to be called Glennis's episode, right. but you know. <laughs> She came into a new practice and yeah. she got pregnant almost immediately. Right, right. Um, and as a female in the profession, you know, you you think ahead as to what life is going to look like. And sometimes yep. it's it's unplanned and you kind of have to roll with the punches. But to go into a new setting and have that support from your new business partner to, you know, be welcoming to that new addition into your personal life, I think is huge. I, and I think we would love to see more of that. But I think the reality is that that's not true uh, across the board. Unfortunately, I think you're right, but I, I think that I can set an example, and, and if somebody sees this or hears it and it, it, it spurs somebody else to do the same thing that I did, then then that's great. I think that's what we have to do, but I, I would tell a lot of your listeners, I think that the the real key for me is is establishing relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think that what happens for a lot of us is we graduate from dental school, we go into our little world, and we don't come out of that. And I mm -hmm. think that you go from a relationship-based program at dental school where you've got all your colleagues to lean on, and then you go out into private practice, it can be kind of lonely. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've heard from lots of recent graduates that they feel that they don't have that connection anymore. And I think that we have to do a better job as the more seasoned dentist of reaching out mm -hmm. to, the, to the younger dentist and say, you know what? 
call me if you need a hand with something. Mm -hmm. And and those kind of relationships evolve and say, you know what, there's going to be a time when I'm ready to hand hand the reins over. And maybe this is a relationship that can grow into what Glennis and I have. Absolutely. And to pivot a little bit um, and building on relationships and mentorship, you and I are very passionate about organized dentistry. Absolutely. And uh, we have all seen that the numbers are starting to dip a little bit. But I, I would say that a lot of it is that our, our generation and the younger generation really don't know what that value is anymore. And I think that a lot of that can be boosted by having those relationships and having the more season, you know, share what the importance of being part of organized dentistry and building our profession up and pushing it forward. And I think that that's part of, you know, going into the right setting and having the right mentors behind you. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I think it is a value proposition that we need to work on and do a better job of. I think that the, the, the first of all, as a former board liaison to the new dentist committee, I can't tell you how big a big of a fan I am of the new dentist because I think that where you all are at right now in your stage of your life as a new dentist is like leap years ahead of where I was and and the opportunities that you have and the things that you'll see in your practices that we have not seen or mm-hmm. will have seen are are amazing um I'm very optimistic for the future for for dentistry and especially for our new dentists um, you know, at coming out to your school out in El Paso, yeah. and I see that you guys are doing all these, uh, there's no, you know, wet impressions. It's all scans and everything. <laughs> Crazy, right? It is. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around it if that wasn't your teaching model. But what you're doing out there is the wave of the future, and we've got to embrace that. But I think that the things that you're going to do with that technology in your school and your graduates are going to do are going to set this profession on its ear. And I'm excited to see that. And I might not be involved in it you know, inherently, but I can, I'm going to still be around dentistry for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm happy to see where the profession's going with the the stewardship that's happening under the new dentist, because I think you guys are rocking it. I'll tell you what, every time I'm at that school, I, I learn a ton. I mean, I'm the, sure. yeah, yeah. the technology is, is out of this world. But I, I'd like you to expand a little bit about what you see the future of dentistry looking like. In your opinion, if you could craft the ideal <laughs> version of dentistry in the next 10 years or so, what would you say? You know, I'm an optimist by by nature Very anyway, <laughs> and so I, I really am. So I, I think that the future is bright. I think that you're going to see the proliferation of more small group practices, and I don't mean that just to be in the corporate world like the DSO world. I think that we have an opportunity here to set up a pro, set up some type of a template for our young people to say, you know what, we this is how you if you want to be part of a group or you want to practice with your classmates, we've got a model here for you, and I'd like to see that. I think that the future is the economies of scale that you get by going in with a group are so much better than mm-hmm. private practice. Mm-hmm. So I see that small group practice is going to be smaller. It, the numbers are going to be smaller. And there'll always be the boutique practices. Mm-hmm. That's always going to exist. But I see going forward that in order to have the the technology, the Cerex, the, the 3D printers, uh, the CBCTs, you're going to have to pull your resources together to make it, you know, to make the numbers work. Um, I, I am optimistic that, you know, the the future, you know, the, the boomers are retiring, so you guys are taking it over now, okay? <laughs> so it's going to be on you to yeah. make the, the future, to shape it. But I think that with the proper, um, you know, 
groundwork that we're laying right now to create, uh, I think we need to do a better job of creating value for you to be, be um, to come to the ADA, for instance, if we're going to be the resource for you to, to shape that future. The things we're doing at the ADA now are very exciting, and a lot of it is geared towards new dentists. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can keep that message coming out there and create the value that you know You've got to be a member of the ADA, not just for the advocacy part of it, but for every part of your practice life. In order to be successful, you're going to have to be a part of the ADA. I think that's when we get you, we get the numbers back. But as far as what practice looks like, I think that, um, you know, I come from an era where I've seen a lot of change, in a, in a, but it's been taking a long time. The changes that are happening now are happening so rapidly that, you know, robotic dentistry, uh, you know, like we talked about digital dentistry, yeah. all of those things are, you know, those are commonplace almost in some places mm-hmm. now. So for me to even speculate as to what it's going to look like is a little bit difficult. But I think the bottom line is we're still going to, the profession is strong. The people who are graduating are amazing. The caliber of student applying to dental school is higher than it's ever been. So I think with those things in mind, um, as long as we take care of the patient and put that out there first and foremost, I think we're in good shape. I think you all have a a bright future. I love that. I'm going to put you in the hot seat a little bit. What do you tell the new dentist who doesn't see value in being in organized dentistry? How do you retain their membership? Well, let me, let me flip that around a little bit. I, I think that it's a great question, but I think the fact that you're asking that question means that we're not doing a good enough job of communicating our value to mm-hmm. new dentists, okay? So if I think if we do a better job of communicating to you in the, the, the manner or mode that you want to be communicated with, mm-hmm. and we can actively make, take our message to you, I think that you're going to see the value in that. Now, I think we've got some work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of our trans- transformation at the ADA right now. Um, as you were, were here today, Dr. Comia was yeah. here. He's, he's a visionary. The Board of Trustees has, has um, you know, bought into that, and we're behind that 100%. But I think that the, the challenge is we've got to make sure that we are taking care of, of you guys in the, in the front end, but also some of our hangers-on, you know, mm-hmm. our, our, our boomers are still hanging around. Oh, we yeah, got to take sure. care of them. Sure, sure, sure. But I think that the, the, the question centering around um, the value for the new dentist, I think that's on us. I don't think we're doing a great job of doing that. And quite frankly, um, some of the values that we we are providing when we talk to new dentists, they don't know that we're doing it. So that tells me that our, our communication platform is not where it needs to be. And we're not, the message isn't getting through. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, you're very active in social media, you know, uh, situations. A lot of what we get beat up for on social media is not accurate. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing right. some of the things that, that yes. we're getting slammed on um, in social media. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's just a reflection of, of where we need to go and ha- what, what kind of a job we need to do to get to that. Mm-hmm. The ADA has a lot of layers, and I would say that they're doing so many more things than people really know about. Absolutely. And I agree. I can see the organization transforming into something that's more um, tailored and delivered to its individual member. And I think that we're headed in that direction. But you're right. We all have work to put into uh, to make our organization yeah, yeah. better. For sure. Uh, Craig, I've really enjoyed this, but I'd like you to share if you had um, the best advice that you could give to a new dentist. What would that be? I've lived by the motto that I'm going to take care of my patients in an ethical manner. 
I'm going to live my life responsibly financially. I'm going to retire my debt. And I'm going to be disciplined. And I think that if you can maintain those things, and I know it's a challenge um, with the you know, ever-growing amount of student debt that, that you guys are taking on, but I think you know, financial responsibility, um, being disciplined uh, you know, w- with what you're doing, but always putting the patient first, I think that everything else falls back into place. And that's something that you know, may sound cliche or corny or old-fashioned, but it really, uh, it really does pay dividends. Um, you know, everything I've done in dentistry, I've done the right way, and, it, and it's paid dividends for me to do that. I haven't taken shortcuts uh, along the way, um, and, I, and I think I've been pretty successful. And, and success to me is different for different right. people, right? It's not just financial. It, it's about the, the four generations of patients that I have in my practice that still come to me. And they don't live by me. They travel from out of town. That says something to, to, to me about the, the product that I put out in my 34 years. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, that's a success. So I think you have to define what makes you successful for sure. And I think if, if you do the things I've, I've mentioned, I think that you're going to be successful by any measure. Great advice. Any last thoughts for our listeners today? What, what can you do to make a difference in the profession. And, and I think if you're asking yourself that as you go forward, I think it keeps you, you know, keeps you hungry, keeps you uh, eager to learn and make sure it makes sure that you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are, you know, those are good things to keep you, uh, keep you balanced and centered yeah. in your life. So. Well, Craig, it's, it's always an honor to have the opportunity to speak with you. And uh, thank you so much for what you've done for our state and oh, for our, our association. Uh, I, can't see, I can't wait to see what's to come for you. And if our listeners would like to connect with you in some way, what's the best way? You can find me at uh, my email address is drarmstrong01 at gmail. And I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, drarmstrong01. And I've got a Facebook page as well. So Craig Armstrong. Love it. Keeping so. up with the times. I'm trying. You know, it's hard. <laughs> you guys are challenged to try yeah. to keep up yeah, with you, but it's, it's fun though. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of New Tentus on the Block. If you would like to connect with Dr. Armstrong, you can find him on Instagram at Dr. Armstrong 01. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. I would love if you would leave a review of the podcast. If you know a new dentist or you are a new dentist and you would like to be on the podcast, be sure to send an Instagram message to at new dentist on the block. You can also connect with me on Instagram at tsmaestas.dds. We'll catch you next time.